Welcome to the NBN Pod, No Bid Nation. Thank you for joining us. I am your host, Brendan Doyle, coming from you deep inside the bowels of Kaplan Arena on this game night uh, after the William Mary Tribe men's basketball team defeated the Mid-Atlantic Christian Mustangs, which was a school I did not know existed until I saw them on the William & Mary basketball schedule. Uh, the score was a lot to a little, so uh, we have lots to discuss. I'm here with John Kearns, hey. the co-host of this program. As always, I believe you were able to catch some, I, well, I couldn't, I shouldn't even call it a basketball game, some of that glorified scrimmage. It was a scrimmage. I mean, we did score the same amount of points as half of Mac's student body. Fun fact. <laughs> they have something like 218 people that go to the school total. That's not a lot or whatever. That is, that is not a lot of people. Um, Yes, but we'll, uh, we'll, I guess we'll jump into it. I mean, this is the first basketball that we've actually gotten to talk about in about eight months or so. So, you know, this week is, is, has been interesting to see, you know, kind of what we're actually able to glean from it and what we maybe want to see a little bit more of to, to fully know if we, you know, kind of got something on our hands. Uh, on Monday, those uh, those first games of the season, the doubleheader, the men uh, lost to Navy 74-59. The women beat Navy 79-64. Some interesting symmetry there. Um, and then, like I said, tonight uh, beat Mid-Atlantic Christian. The men did uh, 116-240, 116 points. That is the second all-time highest scoring output a William & Mary men's basketball team has ever had. John Kearns, do you know number one? Uh, well, the other, I remember they played Goucher a long time ago, but it, Goucher. <laughs> Goucher, say. yeah, Goucher. Goucher. Uh, <laughs> you're being silly, it's Goucher. Uh, I doubt it was that. It was high. I remember it being high, but I don't think it was that high. No, I believe you were in Scotland for this. It was 2017, the winter of 2017, uh, that 2017-18 team that I have said on record is my favorite William Mary basketball team of all time. Uh, they played Milligan, which is another one of those schools you've never heard of because it is probably barely even an NCAA team. Uh, 126 to 60 something, I want to say, is the final score of that game. I know it was 126. High flying game. Uh, yes, that team would go on to score 114 against Marshall 114 against Charleston so they uh they they put the ball in the basket quite a bit um but let's talk about this uh this men's team and this week for the men's team we'll get to the women's team in a little bit uh what did we learn from this week you know what did what have we learned through the first couple of games about this team uh you know it's a very small sample size so what are those things that we learned what are the things that you know, we still don't know, but are interested to find out. Uh, John, what what's something that you think we we did learn, um, you know, this week about this team? Uh, positively, I think we learned there's like a lot of little gems that Dane Fisher found. Uh, Jack Karaszinski has been my probably favorite part of the first two games so far. I Jack mean, can wanna... play, man. Jack yeah. can play. He looks like ready made. He's like he has like had no time to adjust, and he came right out of the gates against Navy. Um, he had how many points? I think it was around eight against Navy, and then he had a whole bunch today. 
Um, he had 12, 12 tonight against Mid-Atlantic Christian. Uh, he was two of two from behind the arc, which I think is the, the most impressive thing to me about Karazinski is the way that he's come out and shoot it or shot the ball, I should say just coming right in as a freshman in his first couple of mm-hmm. games, you know, that's something that sometimes you've seen guys like uh, to pick a random name out of midair, Jake Milker, right. Have issues with when they transition into, you know, the college game. So it, great to see. And he obviously has the length and athleticism uh, to kind of be a force out there from, from the wing spot, especially if he's shooting the ball the way that he currently is. And he, he looks like he fits in his size looks good compared to like against Navy. He didn't look like he was out of place physically. Yeah. Yeah. I think he stands, I think he stands to gain 10 or 15 pounds of muscle, but uh, he definitely has room on his frame for it. He's only 18. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's, he's a growing boy as one person once said about me multiple times. Uh, Anyway. Did you ever put Um, weight? (laughs) <laughs> uh no i i never put on the weight i'm still in fact dave johnson and i were just talking about this in the media room um okay another thing that uh i think we learned is a little bit more on the negative side rim protection is still an issue for this team um you know i know we talked about it a lot last year and the year before with mikel and you know kind of racking up the blocks but maybe not being quite the defensive you know, force that he should have been with both Noah and uh, Ben White. Both of them have the ability to probably have that that stat line with some blocks in it, but they're not making shots harder on the opponents, or at least that was the case against Navy, maybe a little bit against Mid-Atlantic Christian, but, you know, you can't really take way too much, especially defensively from this game. But against Navy, I mean, they were able to get to the – to the hole they were able to you know make some of those tough layups over ben or over noah that you hope that he or either of them would you know maybe even dissuade them from taking those shots but instead they're taking them they're making them um it's going to be an issue and i know i mean we come into this year knowing ben is an offense first type of big and he showed that he still has that touch around the basket, but on the defensive end, you know, there's going to be a cap on really where this team can be defensively if they don't figure out something in terms of rim protection. Yeah. And there were also a couple times in that Navy game where I think the rotations from the help side were slow and that would probably come with more time together. I mean, defense is probably more a chemistry thing than anything else. And since these players are all completely new to each other, I don't know. I, I think they could probably do a little bit better, but yeah. Uh, ben White's not going to be a Nate Knight in terms of shot stopping. And then no <laughs> one expects that, but they, no. you do need to scheme a little bit better for that. No, yeah. Nobody expects that, but you hope that he can at least be some sort of deterrent in there. And right now, it doesn't really seem like he is. And Collier, like Collier's great, but he reminds me more of Brandon Carroll and the fact that a lot of his blocks are going to be like weak side help blocks mm-hmm. rather than you know, walling up against a post guy or, or, uh, you know, that sort of thing. Um, or even if he's the, you know, primary defender on a driver, I don't think that's necessarily going to be his, his strong suit. Um, so definitely a little bit of that sort of deterrent, but not the type of guy who is really going to anchor your defense. Um, and on that note, one other thing that, that, I mean, I specifically learned this watching warmups against Navy we definitely have more talent this year. Uh, 
we're definitely more athletic. The tribe is, um, that is there. This team is not one of the worst 20 teams in division one, according to Ken Palm, like they were last year. So that is definitely the, the ceiling is higher for this team and it's got the players to, you know, kind of overcome some of the issues that they had last year. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's definitely something that is apparent to see and we'll see how far that actually takes them. But, um, you know, they're not, I don't think they're going to be the worst team in, in the CAA this year. I don't either. And even in that Navy game for the first, what, 35 minutes or 20, 25 minutes, probably about 30, it was probably about 30. Yeah. Game. In the final 12 minutes, they were outscored 24 to nine. So they kind of lost, you know, they just ran out of gas at the end. And that might be defensive chemistry issues, whatever, what have you tired. Um, and maybe was, you know, looked pretty okay. Um, but for a large part of that game, it was pretty solid. It wasn't like it was last year yeah. where they were getting blown out in the first like 10 minutes of a game. Yeah. Now the other thing that I, I, I think I texted my dad during the game who is now a William and Mary basketball fan after going to JMU. Um, but texted him at the the under eight where they were down eight or so and Navy was starting their run. And I said, okay, well, this is where you dig deep and you start to come back. If you're trying to prove that you're a different team than last year, last year's team probably would have folded and lost by 16. Well, next thing you look up and the game's a 15 point game. Um, but I, I agree. I think, you know, when, when this team has more chances to kind of play together, it's not going to be quite like that. Um, or at least we'll see as we move forward. A couple of things that, you know, quickly, I think we need more evidence on, uh, especially against zone on Monday. Uh, the offense looked disjointed as all hell. Um, a lot of just standing around, a lot of dribbling, a lot of like on-ball screens against a zone, um, and not a lot of passing through the zone. I mean, one thing that I, I wanted to see it continue is a lot of times when Collier got the ball at the, the high post or at the elbow, you know, he was making those one or two dribble moves and getting by the defender to the rack. And they just stopped doing that. You know, they stopped trying to get the ball inside because that's one way to beat a zone. I mean, the two ways to beat a zone, you beat it from the outside if you can hit a bunch of threes or you get the ball inside there and everybody crashes and then you have those passing lanes. So the fact that they stopped doing that and the way that they, they kind of lined up against the zone with a bunch of those ball screens, not, not my favorite. And I'm not trusting this team to beat a Zen defense in CA play with a bunch of threes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing is they, they did shoot the ball extremely well at night. I mean, 16 of 26 from behind the arc and Miguel in particular was seven of nine. Um, so I think it's possible that they're going to be a better shooting team. But again, that's something that I need more evidence on. Um, and that, that kind of goes hand in hand with what you were saying about beating a zone. Um, but we'll, we'll see. I, I think this is a better shooting team. They shot a lot better than they did at all last year tonight. But that's something that we're going to have to see continue against teams that are not from some random Can we start with a D3 community school and then college. move our way up? Yeah, <laughs> we got it. Yeah, let's let's try another a, a D three school next, and then we'll go to a D two school and work our way up that way. Well, we do have a D three um, school on the schedule next. <laughs> that is, yeah, Randolph. Uh, well, I'll I'll be at the Tech game. That's that's not steps. We're going from the very bottom <laughs> of the bottom to the top of the top. Um, but now on the on the women's side of things, uh, with their seventy nine sixty four win over 
Navy the same night on Monday. Haven't played again since then. Um, but what did we learn from that game on Monday? Well, I think the number one thing is when Coach E said they wanted to play fast and shoot a lot of threes, she really meant it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was it was a lot of fun watching this team play. I mean, they, they pushed the ball, and uh, Navy did too, which made it a lot of fun to, to watch that game. But, um, you know, they – they really, really kind of pushed the tempo and they weren't afraid to shoot it if they were open. No, and I thought it was interesting. I caught the very end of the game when I got back from the library. So I was able to see Riley Casey's second half. Oh, yeah. Luckily not the first half. But <laughs> I liked there was a bit in the Tribe Scribe piece about how Coach E just told told Riley to just keep shoot, keep shooting. Whatever she did, just keep shooting. I think that's probably what we're in for. And I mean, Sydney had a good game. Riley had a good game. And then, you know, the pieces around them did their job and got the, got the W. Yeah. So that's something that I'm not necessarily sure if we have the evidence to say yet, uh, that that secondary scoring will continue. Obviously that was an issue last year. Uh, and all those pieces have another year under their belt. It's a new system and all that. So you expect to see some improvement, hopefully, but just to say that it's, now going to be, you know, completely fixed. I don't know if that's going to be the case, you know, I, I hope so, but I, I don't know if that's something that necessarily is right off the bat. Like, okay, it's not just the Riley and Casey show anymore. No, we, we need to be proven, but I, I don't know. I'm a believer in this energy. It feels different. This coachy energy. I don't know. Hey, I, I don't disagree with that. And that's, that's something that I said we did learn is that the energy that we've been talking about, it's definitely translated onto the court. I mean, everybody seems so energized and rejuvenated. That was one of the first things you could tell is like everybody looked like they were having fun playing. You know, that wasn't always the case last year and under the previous administration. Everybody just seemed to be having a lot of fun playing basketball, which at the end of the day, it's a fun game to play. So you you should be having fun playing it. Mm-hmm. Uh and you know who else? One of the players who really looked like she was having a good time out there, Alexa McKeska, as a true freshman in her first game, looked completely unbothered and just came out and balled. Um, you know, I don't think she scored way too much. If I look at the box score. Two or um, four for eight points. Yeah, two or four for eight points. But she was in total control uh, the entire game. And obviously she's got two other scoring guards who she's got a, she's got mouths to feed, I guess, as the primary ball handler. Uh, So it's not like she needs to be doing all that, but uh, she, she's, uh, she's going to bring this team to another level. I mean, it kind of helps. It's almost the the Bryce Barnes theory of you get somebody who's not necessarily going to score a ton, but can facilitate and you don't Mm -hmm. have to have the ball in the hands of your best player all of the time. Um, and I think Alexa McKiska brings that. And I think she's just a very good player in her own right too. So she's someone that moving forward, I'm going to be excited to see how she develops. Yeah. And uh, I think other shout out goes to Chaniqua Gilliam for bringing the energy. Oh, she was awesome. And it was so much fun to see her finally back on the court. It's been so long. It's been, you know, she barely played last year due to injury and the year before she was injured it's been a long time since she's been fully healthy out on the floor. And like you said, she brought the energy, 
not only on the defensive end, but she was also productive on the offensive end, which, Mm -hmm. you know, has not always been the case with her. So just, she brings another dimension to this team. If you can bring her off the bench and have that spark of energy and have that defense and have a little bit of offensive, you know, chip in as well from her, that, that really helps this team. Makes them almost deep. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I guess we'll see if that, that secondary scoring continues. I mean, Rebecca Frisbee Smith played well. Um, Kayla Beckwith had a pretty nice game. Mm-hmm. you know, all, all throughout the roster, you can point out and say, okay, this person played well, this person played well. So as long as they, uh, you know, maybe shoot the ball a little bit better. I think that that's, that's probably a good, th- I think that's the last thing is I need more evidence from this team on is that they'll be able to play the type of game that they played against Navy against other CAA teams. You know, they didn't shoot the ball, especially well, but they forced a bunch of turnovers. They out rebounded Navy they created a lot more opportunities for themselves instead of just, you know, shooting the ball like crazy, which, you know, is how they won some games last year. So if they can do that, if they can force turnovers and, you know, kind of seal possessions from the other teams, they might be in pretty good shape here in the CAA, but obviously want to see them do it more consistently against uh, better opponents before you, you proclaim this is the kind of chaos. This is almost the year. uh, You're not saying this is the year. (laughs) I, I feel like it's a little bit early to proclaim it is the year, uh, but it very much could be the year. We'll just have to wait and see. I guess that's the fun of uh, a full basketball season, right? You get to see these narratives pick up and shift as the year goes on. And with that being said, I think that's about it. I uh, wanted to just pop in here for a quick podcast this week since we weren't able to get one a little bit earlier. Uh, any last thoughts before uh, we get out of here? Uh, we just got what Virginia tech on Sunday and then Saturday, the women play. I believe the women play tomorrow. Let me, what day as we're, <laughs> it is currently Thursday. I think the women play Friday night. This is all staying in the episode, by the way, because I'm not doing any editing. I got my tonight. calendar up. William Mary women at VCU <laughs> Friday at six. And then Sunday, we got the men at nope. six o'clock. Yeah, in yeah, the men are at six in Blacksburg. I will be there, uh, so that'll be fun. But uh, yeah, so we got a couple of games coming up here. We'll uh, cover those next week. And uh, in the meantime, follow us on Twitter at Nobin Nation and keep up with the the games that are going on. Uh, any any final thoughts after the schedule thoughts, John Kearns? Uh, no, I'm just excited. I think this is the most positive episode we've had in like two years. I don't know. <laughs> it's going to be a fun season. I've got tribe uh, pride coursing through my veins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm here on press row. So I, uh, I, I'm going to say that I'm more objective today than, than normal, but, uh, last home football game on Saturday. If you're listening to this, you're probably a big William Mary fan. So looking forward to that as well. Um, anyway, with that, We'll, uh, we'll we'll get out of here. Uh, thanks for listening. We will talk to you all next week, hopefully with some more dubs. But uh, in the meantime, Mark Montegale. Mark.